Signs can straighten your path to the life you were created to live. Because signs will tell you to speed up with some of the choices you're making. They also might tell you to change direction or pivot with some of the choices you're making. Signs can tell you to slow down. The daily choices you make are actually evidence. They are signs of whether you are becoming who you say you want to be. Hello, I'm Clay Steves and welcome to the Choose Life podcast. If you are new with us, the purpose of Choose Life is to engage in a conversation about the transformational journey that lies in front of each of us through the individual choices we make every single day. Each week we spend 25 to 30 minutes discussing this journey and this week we are talking about signs. Now, as you can imagine, I talk a lot. Yes, I know, I know, it's a stunning revelation that you couldn't believe, and this is not new. I have talked a lot since the very, very beginning. My poor mother, oh, my poor mother, she literally used to have to say phrases like, honey, my ears need to rest. She would frequently tell me this just to get me to be quiet for a little bit. But one of the things she also told me is that my incessant talking also gifted her a sign And that was when I stopped talking. It was a sign that she knew something was wrong. And so if I was in the other room, she would consistently hear me in dialogue with myself or with my G.I. Joes or with my best friend who was invisible named Johnny. Don't laugh, please. Um, All of this was a, a sign that I was fine. But the moment I became quiet, the moment there wasn't noise and incessant chatter, it was a sign to my mom that something was wrong with me, most often that I was sick. So this was my sign, it was my tell. And what it was, is it was evidence of something else. And this is actually the definition of a sign that we're gonna use here at Choose Life and we're gonna use for this episode is that a sign is evidence of an occurrence or an event. So the sign isn't itself the thing. That's what you have to catch right here, right? The sign itself isn't the thing, but it's an indicator that tells us that something else is going on. It is evidence of something else. Uh, Other examples could be an error light on the dashboard in your car for checking your engine, right? The error light itself isn't the problem, it isn't the thing, but what it is is it's an indicator, it's evidence that you need to check something else. Or maybe you begin to have the sniffles or a headache and it's a sign that you are battling some sort of a bacterial infection or a virus or something else. What about when you get a promotion or a big bonus, right? But then you still feel empty on the inside. That could be a potentially a sign that you're pursuing your identity, your worth in the wrong thing because it shows you evidence of something else, a sign. It's this evidence of an occurrence or an event. Now, one of the challenges we face in life is that there's no, I don't know, comprehensive book of signs that we are given when we grow up. I don't have one, you don't have one, we're not given one as a child. And so what we uniquely have to do in life is we we almost have to build our own, right? On our own personal journey, as we interact with other people, as we live life, we, we have to build our book of signs because the truth is they're all around us. And if we can begin to become aware of these, if we can begin to observe these, and if we can begin to learn from the signs that are around us, we can then begin to choose and live the life that we were created to live. They can help us do this more effectively, more efficiently 
and more purposefully. And so a few observations. These are some things I want to start with just as observations about signs. The first is this. Signs are both internal and external. Signs are both internal and external. Very obvious statement here, but just for myself, I have to say obvious things. The internal signs, only you can observe these, right? You can try to hide them from other people. You can even hide them from yourself and ignore them if you want, but you are the only one who can actually observe internal signs. These can be thoughts that we have. That could be a sign. It could be a physical reaction that we have, like maybe sweaty palms or the pit of our stomach or or maybe even like a, a tension that we feel in our chest. All of these could be signs of something else going on. Little, little story about myself here. I Oh, what phrase do I want to use? I cannot stand giving feedback. There, I'll just call it what it is. I do not like it. I I actually hate it. And the reason is feedback often, often hurts other people's feelings. Whether it's needed or not, whether it's good, whether you deliver it the right way, like it can hurt other people's feelings. I don't like hurting other people's feelings. (laughs) I actually hate deflating them. And early in my leadership career, and to be frank, even now, Like, this is hard. Like, this is really, really hard for me, yet I know it's needed. Yet I know it's needed. And so early in my career, what would happen was when I had a piece of feedback I needed to give, I would begin to overthink that because I don't like giving feedback. And so I'd overthink it and overthink it. And then all of a sudden, I would get this pit, pain, awful feeling in in my stomach. I'm actually kind of getting it right now, even kind of telling the story, which is really weird. But I would get this pit of the stomach sickness and pain when I had feedback I needed to share and I was holding back. I was avoiding sharing it. And when I would get this, I would fly past this sign that my own body was giving me that I needed to share and was avoiding it. And then immediately after, I would regret that I missed that moment. And then unfortunately, the team member, of course, wouldn't improve. They wouldn't change their behavior because they were never gifted the gift of feedback because I ignored the sign and moved forward. Of course, rinse and repeat this over and over again. It leads to other challenges like frustration at the team member when the truth is it's with me. And this was all until I learned that my sign, the pit of my stomach, that awful feeling that I hated, actually was the gift that allowed me to stop and go, hold on, I'm about to do something I shouldn't do as a leader, and I'm going to take this sign and I'm going to make a different choice now once I see this sign. And I began to then share the feedback. And of course, it was painful in the moment for them and for me. But the truth was, it allowed them to get better. It allowed me as a leader to hold them accountable and for me to get better and to call myself out and share the journey I was on. And so all of a sudden, this internal sign became the gift that allowed both of us to begin to flourish and grow and truly have like a a vulnerability-based trust together in our organization. The sign, the internal sign, was the key for me in learning to give feedback and not avoid skipping those moments. External signs are more obvious, right? They are much more obvious than the internal ones. Earlier this year, when I had picked up my kiddos from school and was driving them home, I have five kiddos. 
the oldest gets to sit in the front seat because it's like a, a badge of honor for him. And of course, he wants to lord it over his younger siblings. And he just recently got to the age and size where he can do that. And so he's sitting up front with me on this drive home from school one day. And he just kind of leans across the center console. And he's, he's shorter than me, though he's going to pass me soon. He's shorter than me, leans over and begins to kind of analyze the top of my head. He kind of like stretches his body up and begins to analyze my head. And he's got this inquisitive look and he kind of goes, hmm. And I was like, hmm, what? What are you doing? And he goes, hmm. Yeah, you really do have a widow's peak and your hair's getting pretty thin up there. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, okay, maybe that's true. But if it is, it's just a sign I've got five kids and you're stressing me out right now. And so it was a great external sign of like, yeah, son, that is a sign of something else. You're right. It was a great moment. But, it, it, you know, it's kind of a playful, fun example of an external sign. But the truth is there are other external signs that are even more critical and serious for us in life. I'm a big proponent of personality testing. And, and I'm not a proponent of one single one of these, whether it's the Myers-Briggs or the Strength Finder or the EQI assessments or the Enneagram. I'm actually a proponent of, of studying all of them because I believe they can all be information. They can all be a part of the painting and the picture for us as we try to grow in our own self-awareness, as an individual tries to grow and become the best version of themselves. I, I believe they can play a part in that journey. Well, one of these tools, the Enneagram, is one that, that we've learned about my wife and I, Kirsten, over the last couple of years. And there's nine individual types on the Enneagram, and you have a tendency, a personality that you fall into uh, originally, and of course you want to mature and grow to where you have the strengths of all of them. But so for me, I'm an Enneagram 7, and, and that means I'm, I'm carefree, I'm fun, I'm uh, extroverted, I speak a lot, all these elements. But one of the unique things and one of the things I've loved about the Enneagram is teaching me the details and kind of the intimacies of what happens when I'm stressed. And when you're stressed, you actually, what the phrase they use is you disintegrate into a different personality type. And you actually disintegrate into the unhealthy aspects of a different personality type. And so for me, I disintegrate into what's a one, which is called a perfectionist. But I don't go into a healthy perfectionist with their strengths. I go into the negative aspects of it, who has a critical self-talk and becomes extremely critical and nitpicky of nearly everyone around me and all of the work around me. And so what's fascinating about this is I began to understand and I began to learn and I began to become aware that I was stressed because I began to see the signs of being extremely critical and nitpicky of everyone around me. Because I, frankly, I don't know when I'm stressed. I don't perceive that right off the bat. But what I had to begin to do was to look for the external signs, whether that was people saying to me, man, you are being extremely critical of this project for no reason right now. Like, beyond what you normally are. Or I began to notice myself being critical of the way I think or the projects I'm working on or even how I perform in a podcast, whatever it may be. Those become signs, external, that can show me evidence. They are evidence, I should say, of something else. And in this case, it's me being stressed. So the observation with signs is that they can be both internal and external. And you have to begin to watch for them in both places. Another observation about signs the second one that I want to talk through today is that they're identified through awareness of self and others. They are identified through awareness of self and others. Rarely and, and truly only after years of hard work, of intentionality, of feedback, can you see signs instantly in the moment. 
Most often, we actually go past signs and then in reflection or in feedback, we then identify the sign and we're like, oh, I missed that. But now I can correlate and connect that sign with the behavior, the moment. So the evidence then tells us what happened. And the key with this is awareness, right? Whether it's self-awareness or awareness with others. And so signs are identified through awareness of ourselves and others. In college, a bit of my story was through um, choice, tough choices of my own and, and then external life circumstances that just collided. I, I began to, well, I disintegrated. I'll, I'll use that word. It's a fair word. I began to break into pieces. Part of it was my own journey to find my identity. And part of it was just not knowing who I was and going through a tough season. But I began in that season to, to lie. I began to, to use prescription meds uh, to numb the pain that I was going through. I began to really struggle in school. And those who were closest to me actually began to see many of the signs that I was, frankly, falling apart, that I was struggling, that something was wrong, right? There was lots of evidence because I wasn't attending class. I wasn't showing up to things. I began to lie and create kind of this web of deception. And one of the most obvious signs was that I began to disconnect myself from those who genuinely loved me and wanted to help me. They were very, very close and cared about me, but I began to disconnect and pull myself away from them. And it was a way for me to protect myself and to maintain the web of lies that I had woven. Fast forward many, many years, and I've luckily and thankfully had healing and restoration from that painful season and walked through that with so many of those incredible people who were close to me and loved me through that season. But I also learned what the signs were that were evidence of the poor choices I was making. And recently, just in the last month, I had a friend that I care about. I wouldn't call him a best friend, but a friend that I, I spoke to consistently every single week. We were very vulnerable and direct with each other, had a genuine friendship. All of a sudden, began to disconnect. He began to avoid my texts, my phone calls. There began to be evidence. There began to be signs that reminded me of those other signs that had happened in my life previously. At first, I was like, man, is my awareness right? Like, like I'm seeing this, but is this right? Are these signs the same thing? And then they kind of kept going and going. He kept avoiding. And then other things didn't add up. And then other things didn't add up. And all of a sudden, I was able to identify what was going on in his life because of the awareness that I had been through myself previously and that I was now observing in him. And so it, it equipped me to go into the right conversations. It equipped me to be able to address the appropriate things because I had seen the signs. And so again, the first point and observation about signs is they're both internal and external. The second thing is that they're identified through awareness of self and others. The third point that I want to make, the third observation about signs is we often miss or misinterpret 
signs. And so we just need to know that right off the bat, we may see the sign, but often we actually miss or misinterpret signs. And either way, this can be really frustrating because I talked a moment ago about you rarely see the sign in the moment. It's kind of often after the fact. And then it's really frustrating when you see it after the fact and you're like, oh, I saw that and I totally misinterpreted it. So either way, if you miss it and catch it later, or if you see it and misinterpret it, these are frustrating moments. What you have to do is just give yourself grace. You gotta just slow down and recognize this happens. This is a truth about signs. And so it's a process, it's a journey. That's why we talk about this as a transformational journey is as you kind of create this log and go through life, this is a part of the journey. Recently, I missed a sign. I missed multiple signs and I was incredibly frustrated with myself after. We had a team member at our organization who'd been here for years. I actually want to state at the start of this, he is still a good friend of mine. He and I talk recently, uh, love this man to death, fantastic his contribution to our organization Habakkuk over the years. But he was in a journey where he was preparing to move on. Uh, God had other aspects for his life and was calling him to take a step of faith and to leave Habakkuk and join another organization. I was actually, before I knew this, I was giving a talk to our entire team and I was speaking about this specific team member. And I actually was speaking about something he was gonna do and how he was gonna lead this event for the entire team later in the year. And when I did that, I made eye contact with him and he just had this look on his face. Now I know that was a sign. It was a sign where he was wrestling with his tension of he hadn't told me yet and hadn't started the combo about he was going to be moving on. But yet I was there saying he is going to do this, that, and the other. And I totally missed the sign in that moment that something was going on. And I just blazed right past it. Well, once we got to having those healthy combos and once we then, he chose to move on. And it was like, oh, Clay, how did you miss that sign? Unbelievable. And so what you have to know is sometimes we miss signs, even when they're right in front of our face. And then the other piece there too is that we misinterpret them, right? We see the sign, we even experience or endure them, but we don't understand them. My wife, Kirsten, when we first moved to Oklahoma City, before we had even had children, we first moved here, she took a job at a local oil and gas company. It was a large organization. It was thriving, it was growing. She was working in the HR department. And she worked for this woman and it was a struggle for Kirsten. This direct manager of her, this boss was, was moody. This boss was, was inconsistent, was short, she was harsh. And this was such a hard season for Kirsten. And actually, Kirsten got pregnant and worked while she was prego. She worked at this organization and under this leadership. And I mean, it was a, she would come home almost exhausted every day from her manager's behavioral mood swings and inconsistencies. Well, years later, and, and to be honest, we judged this manager. We did not have a heart to understand. We had a heart that was judging and just frustrated because we were experiencing this woman's signs, evidence of something, but we just didn't know it. And years, years later, we actually found out that this sweet woman was, was, was battling alcoholism. And in that season, was actually in the throes, like the deep, dark battles of that disease. And that just blew us away because what we had done is we had misinterpreted those signs. We had been experiencing them. Kirsten had been enduring them at work. But what we did is we actually judged as opposed to letting the signs make us curious. 
And so this is a, a quick lesson right here with signs. And, and I just want to take this away is that what you have to do with signs is you have to let them lead to curiosity, not judgment. You have to let signs that you see lead to curiosity, not judgment. And that will help us not misinterpret signs and it will help us understand them greater. And so the third point about the third observation about signs is we often miss or misinterpret them. So the, again, the three observations about signs, one, they're both internal and external. The second, they are identified through awareness of ourself and others. And the third is that we often miss or misinterpret signs. And signs, remember, they can be various and all over the place. Other, other potential areas that signs could be, right? Maybe your spouse is being quiet. You thought it was about you. You interpret it that way, but, but maybe it's something else. Or you're in a meeting and all of a sudden you hear something or a team member says a phrase and your palms begin to sweat, right? And the truth is that's evidence or a sign that you disagree, but you're holding back and you're supposed to speak up. Or, or what about this? Somebody walks in and they're two minutes late and you immediately roll your eyes. I think that's a sign potentially of a couple of things. One, it's a behavior with your team member or your peer that you need to bring up. And then two, it's a sign that you need to check yourself. So the thing about life is there are signs all over the place, internal, external, they're flying all around us. And what we have to do is slow down and begin to become aware of these signs. So what do we do? What do you do when you see signs? There's a couple actions I want to talk about here. And there's a couple different buckets that I want to put the signs into first. The first is this, the signs you recognize. What action do you take when you actually recognize the signs? Well, the first is this, to look for patterns. Look for connections between other signs that you also recognize in your life. Maybe contemplate times and other areas that you have seen those signs in your life. That could be at work, it could be home, right? So you begin to get feedback at work of a sign and then all of a sudden you get feedback at home and they're both similar and you're like, wait a minute, I'm gonna connect those dots and maybe see what that sign is telling me. What is that evidence of in my life? You can also begin to look at previous seasons of your life, maybe uh, a previous relationship or friendship or even childhood and you can begin to see patterns where the signs are consistent and they're maybe trying to show you evidence of something else. And the second action when you have signs that you should recognize, take action. <laughs> Literally, take action on those signs. Don't wait. If you're beginning to see moments, if you're beginning to see evidence of maybe a decision you need to make or a relationship that's struggling or someone who's in need, take action. This is actually the gift of signs. This is the gift of your transformational journey as you become aware of the signs around you. Because if you wait till the event, you're actually too late, right? Go back to the dashboard of your car. If you wait until the engine breaks down because you ignored the check engine light, you are too late. And this is the gift of signs. But here is why people don't. It takes risk and courage it takes risk and courage because other people may not see the sign in that moment. And they're going to question, well, why are you making this decision? Or why are you worrying about this team member right now? Or why are you bringing this subject up right now? But what you have to do is trust your awareness and your experience because you've begun to be intentional and reflective and contemplated of the signs you've seen in your life. Kirsten and I years ago were put into a, a small group of small business owners. The goal of this group, 
it was organized by a mentor in our life who basically said, as you begin to build a business, there will be unique challenges that you will face that many of your friends who aren't running a business, they just won't understand, you know, about the challenges of being a startup and managing family, how to keep that work-life balance while you feel everything is on you starting this business. And so we got into this incredible small group of other like-minded couples who were in a similar season and challenge that we were. Well, one of the cool things that we did is we began to bring in other couples who had gone ahead of us in life who had walked the same pathway and had experience and knowledge. And so one night we were meeting and we had, we had a couple to come speak to us just to share their wisdom and to let us ask questions about the journey that they had undergone. Well, as we were asking them questions, there actually were some unique signs that there were huge foundational fissures in their relationship. It was interesting because at the moment, we had this perception that they had this fantastic relationship and they should be there almost as an authority as to how to have a healthy marriage and then run your own business. But the truth was, as they began to communicate to us, they were just sharing sign after sign that they personally had flown right by and never acted on to maybe build a healthier foundation for their own marriage, to be able to have the life that they were created and called to live. Not that long after, within a year, we actually learned that they were going through a messy, painful, awful divorce. Their family, the children were being divided. It was, it was just, oh, it was such a heartbreaking mess to begin to hear it. And in that moment, it was a unique season for Kirsten and I because it wasn't long after we had had our fifth child and we're running our own business and trying to scale our business and just life was a lot and stress and nothing was really wrong in Kirsten and I's marriage. Nothing was wrong between us. But what I began to recognize is everything that we had in life was almost the way we were pursuing each other, the way we were loving each other in our marriage, the way, or I should maybe even say the way we weren't. It wasn't up to the challenge of everything life had for us. And I was like, wait a minute. What if we're at that place where they were, that other couple, but were 10 years before it? What if the way that the path that we're on, what if the path that we are currently on is that same path? And we don't know it. There's nothing egregious or screaming at us, but there's little signs here and there. And so at that moment, Kirsten and I chose to go into counseling. And I remember our first counseling session, the counselor kind of looked at us and was like, I don't see anything egregious going on. I don't see any huge challenges. Like, why are you here? And it was almost us just saying, we just see these little signs and we've watched them in others and in ourselves. And so we want to take action now, long before the event ever gets here to ensure that our marriage is strong enough to withstand the stresses, the pressures, the external forces of having five kids, of running our own business, of living life this way. And so it was a, an intentional move that a lot of people and even our peers and friends and a lot of our family like questioned us like, what's wrong? Oh my goodness, you're in counseling? Something's terrible. What's going on? And it was like, no, 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 no. There's nothing egregious right now. We just see some little signs that maybe we need to do it different to ensure we thrive and choose life for the next decade and the next decade. And I will tell you that has been one of the best proactive decisions we ever made in our marriage. It equipped us to thrive and choose life over that next season. When you see signs you recognize, take action. 
don't wait. And the second bucket on the actions I want to talk about is signs that you don't recognize. Signs that you're like, I feel like that's something, but I don't have any grid and my book doesn't give me a reference to know what that is. What you need to do with signs you don't recognize, just don't ignore them. That's the biggest thing. Explore deeper. Signs you don't recognize, explore deeper. Be curious. Ask others you trust, what are their thoughts about that that observation, that sign that you see? If you have a mentor or someone more experienced you trust, ask them. Uh, See if it correlates or maybe there's a connection with signs that you do recognize in your life. And especially, this is the biggest thing, especially if it seems insignificant. Because in my experience, some of the most significant signs are the ones that I initially thought were insignificant. So the actions to take. When you see signs that you recognize, look for patterns. And the second action there, take action. Do something about it. When you see signs you recognize, act. And when you have signs you don't recognize, explore deeper. Don't run right by them. Slow down. Explore deeper. Lead with curiosity. All right, Clay, why? Why? Why why do this? Why explore signs? Why take action? Here it is. Signs can straighten your path to the life you were created to live. Don't miss that fact. Signs can straighten your path to the life you were created to live because signs will tell you to speed up with some of the choices you're making. They also might tell you to change direction or pivot with some of the choices you're making. Signs can tell you to slow down on the path. They can tell you about pitfalls that are in front of you, right? The daily choices that you make are themselves actually an indicator of whether you are becoming who you say you want to be. I'm going to say that again. The daily choices you make are actually evidence. They are signs of whether you are becoming who you say you want to be. The choices that we make every day, they're signs of what we believe about ourselves. So as you step into this week, a couple of action questions to think through, to contemplate, to share with those around you. What sign do you see in yourself or another person that you need to lead with curiosity and not judgment? What sign do you see in yourself or another person do you need to lead with curiosity and not judgment? And the second question to explore this week, what sign that you currently recognize do you need to take action on right now? What sign have you been seeing? You know it's there and you actually know through your own experience, you know what that sign says that you need to take action on right now. Additionally, this week, would you please, you who have been, you know what, you're the starters of this. this. This journey that we are on to build a community that will go together, that will go together in awareness, that will go together in growth to choose life, to live differently, you, You are the ones who've started this. And I just want to say thank you. And I just want to ask, would you share it? Would you share this episode with one person who you believe, actually, let me take that back, who you want to go on this journey with you? Would you also please subscribe, if you haven't, on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to so that you never miss an episode? Would you please rate and review the show on those platforms? Because that helps us reach more people. As we enter Christmas week, I recently was reflecting on the signs that were evidence of the greatest life ever lived, the life of Jesus Christ, from the prophets of old that proclaimed and gave their lives 
to be a sign of his coming to the star that guided the wise men. Signs have been relevant for millennia. And as you become aware of signs in your life and you begin to choose life, remember, life that lasts forever and through eternity is the life that is given through the grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Choose life.